My name is Tug Coward, mm-hmm. and I do a sports radio broadcast on Atlanta Sports X, noon to three, with okay. Hudson Mason. He's and then back at Georgia. This is where you insert. Just mm-hmm. talk about me. Okay, just you, but not Donna. Yeah, well, she's right. here, so yeah. I guess you need to include her a little bit, but yeah, go ahead. Uh, Cadillac Jack and Donna are two of my favorite people on the face of the earth. They um, they make me laugh more often than not. Donna is uh, someone that usually gets me in trouble in some way or other, and uh, Caddy and I have been buds for about uh, 15 years. I can't think of anything that I would rather do than introduce you to my best friend in the world, Cadillac Jack's podcast called My Second Act. All right. Well done, Tuck. Thank you. That'll do. All right. Did, did it, was it not good enough? You that said that'll good. do. No, that was perfect. Well, that'll do does not seem perfect. That'll do is like, that'll get by. We've yeah. probably we, had better. We don't have time to do Seriously, it Seriously, we've had better. <laughs> he had good energy. Yeah. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old. Put in a loyal 26 years until July 2019, and that's when I was fired. So welcome to my second act. And I'm Donna, and I'm Caddy's wife, and um, I gave up sodas for Lent. All sodas. This is the third time in my lifetime that I've tried to give up sodas. Well, in general, but definitely for Lent. And I drove over to Zaxby's yesterday because I had to get something for one of the kids, and that chipped ice came out. Yeah, the soft ice. And then the freestyle machine. Caddy, have you ever made her make that sound before? (laughs) (laughs) The freestyle machine? Twice. That was impressive. And not in the same day. Um, yeah, and the, but I just I had to just walk away. Just had to walk away. So are you still on track for I'm I'm no doing soda? okay. I'm holding okay. Right. What'd you give up for Lent? We'll get to me in a minute. Tug, what'd you give up for Lent? I forgot. You're going to pass it back to me? Yeah. Can I, can I hit you with a chest pass like it's basketball? Uh, yeah, I didn't give up anything, and I didn't think about it until well, maybe it was, uh, it was because we were talking about Mardi Gras on the show, and, and Hudson really had no idea about Mardi Gras. And so we kind of walked through what it is, all it is, and you know, you're supposed to give up something after you've celebrated. And by then, it's too late, and I just didn't pick anything up. So I just didn't, nothing. I didn't give up anything. All right. I quit drinking Coke, so about seven or eight years ago, and I have brought them back recently only as a mixer. Oh, with your with your liquor? <laughs> with, a, with a rum or a whiskey or something. Right. Yeah. I gave up Cokes, not associated with Lent anyway, yeah. about two weeks ago. But you did it. You're drinking well, Coke. Exactly. There's one in that cup. Yeah. Tug, stop. I, it's a Coke. He's given, he gave up that's regular Coke. That's not a Coke, Coke. Zero. That's oh. a Coca-Cola. Right, so, that's fully but, loaded. But let me say Corn this. Corn syrup and all. <laughs> Let me say, see, I didn't give it up for Lent, so I'm allowed to cheat. And this is my this day's just been a doozy already. And so when I walked into the App and Media Group, they have a fridge in the lobby, and I did grab a regular Coke. This is my first regular Coke in about two weeks. I did not give it up for Lent because I knew that I was going to fail. Okay, At some well, point, but, well, but I mean, I was going. Why go into it with that mindset? Though? Exactly. Because, because like, I'm, I'm telling, you, I'm very honest then, with myself. Okay, well then, why even do it? Like, what's the purpose of doing it if you go because, knowing you're going to fail? Because I shifted two weeks ago to Coke Zero. Zero. Just try Coke Life. That's one my wife Laura loves. That's what does she drink? Coke Life. It's in the green Coca-Cola container. Doesn't they have like cane sugar in it? So it's got half cane sugar and half. Is that not worse than regular sugar? No, cane sugar is like pure, real, okay. like natural sugar. Anyway, so, so I, um, I've shifted now. I told Donna, stop buying the real thing. 
like the high octane regular Coke, right? You know, Coke. The real thing. I like what you did there. Yeah, I like that. That's clever. Coke's a sponsor now. Are they really? Land based Coke. Very nice. And so I'm doing the Coke Zero thing, but occasionally I do need that uh, that that punch. I, I gave it. Up. I've given up a lot of things through my life, and the toughest thing that I've ever given up, and I was successful one time at it, was giving up sodas, giving mm-hmm. up Coca Cola. Yeah. And in a month, you can drop 15 pounds for sure. Yeah. When you drink a six pack a day, mm-hmm. times that, that's a lot. To, oh, I know, and that's why what I'm was giving that, 140 them up. calories per. Uh, it's 39 grams of sugar. I know that. Okay. So times six on a good day. That's a that, lot of that's, sugar. That's, that's a, the that's sugars. A, that's that's diabetes. That's, that's yeah. That's what my mama said. They got you could have the sugars. They got the sugar. So it would fill up an entire sandwich Ziploc bag of sugar that I was consuming every day. And when you look at that, did you see it on like a social media post? Because I remember seeing like where they break out on social media. And whoever posted, I don't know, but it was the, whatever you could eat or dr- whatever you could drink, and the different drinks like a sweet tea, and it had like a little Ziploc bag of the amount of sugar right. and then there was a coca-cola one and it was you know a certain amount is that where you saw that i've seen that but i think olivia our 16 year old did an experiment not too long ago in, maybe two three years ago in right. school yeah. Yeah, yeah but charlotte our youngest who was 13 nearly 14 took she turns 14 next no, week, two weeks so crazy she says to me um everybody's coming at me about the chemicals but daddy the chemicals are so much worse than coke zero i listen i can i can promise you this there have been worse chemicals put in my body <laughs> than through, through my four decades on earth. Well, I don't know. So, Grab the back of that Coca-Cola uh, can. That's not a Coca-Cola I, can, Doug. I, it's, I had, I, I've hidden it in a coffee cup so which, that no one which, knew. But it's poking out the top, so it's well. not hidden all that well. <laughs> it is one of the small ones, though. That's good. It's a mini can. Yeah. The mini can. Yeah, that's good. I balance it, too, with water, I like to point out. Which, I, for the longest time, I thought you were allergic to water. <laughs> I know. I mean, for like the bulk of our friendship. He is the only person I know, Tug, that will actually tell people, I, I, don't, I don't like the taste of water. I don't like water. the taste of water. It doesn't have a taste. That's the problem. <laughs> right. Let's yeah. put some sugar I, in. So, yeah, right. Some you, caffeine. You don't you like the lack of taste. flavored waters. I've tried to turn you on to like all the different flavored waters. I don't like waters. those, though. You don't? Uh-uh. And the sparkling stuff, too. Mm-hmm. So oh, I, I love like the sparkling like water. Yeah. My La wife Croix. loves it, too. La Croix. Love a La Croix. All right. My second act. La Croix. Is, what do you call it? La Croix. That sounds filthy. It's like Target <laughs> like, and La Croix. Yeah, like, what, what are you doing when you're La Croix? I'm going to go to Target and get some La Croix. <laughs> she makes that noise. <laughs> That's what happens. The one from earlier. I feel right. like I should apologize in advance for this particular no. podcast. All right. Yeah, it's my second act. So Welcome. Uh, Tug, just a backstory. Um, Tug has been my closest friend for <laughs> 15, 17, nearly 20 years. And... Tug and I worked on a morning show at Kicks for how long were we together? Seven or eight years. Okay, somewhere in there. And we repaired. Did you work with Kristen? Were very, you, were yeah, you in the very, be, very beginning. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, because of the yeah, what did you call it? Nothing. Nothing. Oh, yeah, I didn't mean to call you out on that. Sorry, it was an accident. Uh, yeah, because there was the whole uh, the. A leap the, the day, black, yes, black, uh, which is coming up. When Signal Broadcasting, me which owned. Kicks and 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 the, their cluster of radio station sold it to Cumulus. So Citadel on it was uh, it was on Leap Day. Yeah, fired, it, was the, it was called the Leap Day Massacre. Yeah, fired twenty people, and Gates mm-hmm. was one of those. Yes, still to this day, she thinks that I knew, and I had no clue because I was saved. Dallas was saved. Um, I had just gotten there. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd only been there for six or eight months. I think there were only literally about three people that kept their jobs. I just so uh, when that came down. I was in um, uh, a production room creating a morning show podcast, or podcast, a morning show promo that was going to run throughout the rest of the day and you know promote the next day's show. 
and you kind of motioned me over and you're like pulled me into the bathroom remember there was that bathroom on the hall it was mm-hmm. like a you know anybody could use the bathroom and you're like dude we got to get out of here I'm, I'm thinking like what what are you talking about and why are you dragging me in the bathroom yeah you know? again. And, yeah right again and um you're like we got to go meet me downstairs and don't go down the elevator i'm like okay what there's a lot on? of it yeah what is happening and then we met at jay christopher's over off powers, powers ferry. ferry i remember and that's when you said dude they're they're letting everybody go. Yeah, well, they what happened, house. Well, what had happened is uh, there was an all-staff email sent that there was a meeting, mm-hmm. uh, an all-staff meeting. And it didn't. It was just an all-staff meeting. Nobody knew what yeah. we, it had any idea. And I remember that our HR director at the time, Amy Dillon, who was you know uh, with us for- Back in the old days. Golly, a long, long time. I remember Amy walking by the Kick studio and kind of trying to catch my eye in the hall. And yeah. she did. And she- uh, signals for me to come out. Yeah. And so I went out and I met Amy in the hall and she's like, listen, you cannot go to the meeting. And I said, what are you talking about? She goes, I, I, I just do not, you need to leave mm-hmm. like, right now. She's like, yes, you need to go. We'll be in touch. And so the people that were saved, I know Dallas was one of them. Amy got around to, and it was less than five. Probably Amy got to each of us separately and said, get out. We'll be in touch. So, I guess I never I, saw her because well you, you weren't told all the, me. you weren't supposed to know I guess yeah no I know right exactly yeah so and, and and I remember I probably I don't remember but I pulled you I remember eating breakfast at Jake Christopher's with yeah. you and I remember like driving around Cumberland Mall not having a clue to what's going on yeah no idea what's going on and then our program director reached out to me and said you can come back and I'm like what's going on and he said just come back to the radio station come to my office and we'll talk about everything and I remember reparking at 210 Interstate North Parkway there in the Cobb Cloverleaf area. And going up the elevator, and the elevator's open, and it was like the smell of death, carnage, because there were so many people that had lost their job. And radio stations, for the most part, are fun and jovial, and there's laughing. and Not at that point. Not at that point. And I still had no idea what was going on. And so as my elevator doors open, I look across the lobby as another elevator set of elevator doors opens, and Dallas is standing there. So and you so knew that y'all were left we, standing. We, well, we wondered because we'd always wanted to work together and we still didn't know. And ultimately, guess not. That's what happened. But it was, uh, you know, it was a horrible day. And I remember getting the phone list and we thought, you know, I'm here because I got fired back in July 2019 and this is my second act. But it doesn't take much time at all to reach out to somebody that lost their job, whether you like them or not. And I remember that night getting the phone list of every single person that, that was on the phone list and, and going through. And I called. And I'm not going to lie. You kind of crossed your fingers hoping you'd get voicemail. Yeah, but, right, for sure. <laughs> um, I remember going down the entire phone list and calling every single person that got fired that day and just saying, hey, you know. Um, Sorry that this sucks. happened. Yeah. Sucks, you know. Yeah. So. It was tough. Leap day massacre. Not, yeah. not a lot of fun there. There's so, definitely better times. So, many. that's what we're here for. We're going to talk about that. Um, our families, the Cowarts and the Chotes have, have been thick as thieves for years. We've watched our kids grow up together. Um, I was, I was saying to you the other day, I remember when we had, um, you and Laura over for dinner and Jake, who is your son, who's now 16, 15, right? 15, 15, 15 yeah. he's 15, Freshman at he's 16. high school, cute, good looking boy. Um, but I remember when he was a little bitty. I'm like, I think he was only like one years old, one or two years old. And he came to our house. You guys came to our house for dinner and he went into the garage and he toddled down those two little stairs mm-hmm. and fell. And I mean, that's how long we've oh, known gosh, him. I, I mean, he was a little guy, you know, yeah, it has been forever. 
And there was a time he went into the garage and asked. Well, no, he didn't go in the garage. I think I know where you're going. He didn't go in the garage. No, he was looking out the back window, and there was a man cutting the grass. Is that what you're talking about? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a man cutting the grass, and he looks there, and he stands around for, I don't know, three or four minutes, and he's like, hey, Dad. Dad. I'm like, yeah, buddy, what's up? He's like, "Um, that man's mowing Cadillac Jack's yard. And I was like, yeah, yeah, he is. He's like, where's Cadillac Jack's lawnmower? (laughs) He's like, buddy, he don't have one. He's a, Cadillac Jack's never owned a lawnmower. Right. <laughs> Didn't he, have a leap blower. He was so confused. He was because he was just—I mean, I don't know, six, seven years old. He was, was just such an inquisitive. Where's Cadillac Jack's lawnmower? And I was like, <laughs> buddy, there's not one. There's never been one, Could, and there never will. He be. couldn't wrap his head around that one for a long time. My favorite story that we have to tell really quickly is when we were all up in the mountains uh, together. Is this a pantsing story? Yes. <laughs> so we're all up in the mountains together. And the Falcons, I think they were in the playoffs, right? No, this is where they lost to That's the right. 49ers uh, bef- the, in the uh, NFC Championship game before going to the Super Bowl. They would have gone, gone to the Super Bowl. That's right. So we're there and we're, we're all together up at the mountain house. And um, we had made all this food and we were all having fun standing around and wa- you know sitting and watching the game and everything. And you were standing in front of the TV, like watching the TV. And you had this game that you thought was so funny to always play with the kids. And it would be to come up behind someone at the house or something and like pull their pants. Pants them. Pants them. And you pants them and go, pants. And so then and the, so kids, the kids called on it. They did it to my mother. They did yeah, it to Grammy. They pants Grammy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. That's yeah. so funny. Pants Grammy, like on Thanksgiving or something. And we're like, I'm like. <laughs> With the entire family. Yes. And I'm it. like, this has got to stop. This could end up being a teacher or something. And you just thought it was hilarious. So we're up at the mountain house and Miss Laura. I got my turn. Yeah. Tug's wife sitting on the couch. And. Olivia probably, walks no, right up. Probably no further than we are apart. Right. Like with almost Ar- just a distance, little yes. further than arm distance. <laughs> and Olivia yanks your um, pants down like from the back. And yeah. you have on no underwear. And Laura's like, hello. <laughs> I mean, it is like full moon fever. Full Monty. <laughs> and Laura's face was as red as your Coca-Cola can. <laughs> My Coke Zero can. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's a Coke. You Coca-Cola love telling can. that story, don't you? Well, because it's just so funny because you, you get what you give there. You yeah. know, you've been like putting so it out there and thought yeah. it was so funny. Yeah, he was really putting it out there at that point. <laughs> <laughs> not, not much to put out of the tub, but what was there was well, put out. Well, we couldn't tell because your back was to us, but yeah. we got yeah. the full Your wife did. Yeah. <laughs> your wife's all buddy. Yeah, right. I mean, if she ever is asked a question, yeah. your, have you ever seen your husband's best friend's whacker? Yeah. She has to honestly say yes. That's right. If she's in a court of law. If, she's, her, if she is deposed. Yeah. If she's court, deposed, she should have to Core 57 hype song on the way here today. My Core 57 hype song was Jason Aldean, Days Like These. I love that song. It's off um, My Kind of Party, that album. Do you know which song I'm talking about? I don't. Days like these, they go by way Is too it an album fast. Cut? Yeah, and it's no, so good. That that was a great album. I love Jason Aldean. See, I'm guilty of like never listening to anything but the singles. Like I, I've always been like that. Like I'll occasionally listen a little further, but I've never been a guy that just goes in and listens to the whole album. I know it's probably bad, especially because I love music so much. But what do you listen to? most now are you a podcast guy are you sports talk because you do your own sports talk show yeah news I, talk uh, i listen to a lot of news talk listen to apple a, itunes what do you do listen to a lot of sports talk a lot of news talk um i i was really into podcasts for a while and then i've then i drifted off a little bit and then i'm kind of coming back into that I well, do, i'm I go sure through, we brought you back absolutely yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i just been into I, I go through phases i think most people do but uh but a lot of country still listen to a lot of country um you know, I've always had that little bit of affinity for uh, hard rock. 
Mm-hmm. So I still listen to some of that stuff. Like I went Warrant. and saw. It, well, no, I don't. No, that's like eighties hair yeah, metal. That's, that's like, like different. syrup pop <laughs> rock. No, like Tool. Like yes. uh, oh, me and my brother in law oh. went and saw Tool at uh, Love State that. Angry. That angry. Yeah, music. it's a bit angry. It, I, you know what though? Because I'm. Like, I don't get angry very often, so I think that's my outlet. Like, it's like something. a release for yeah. people. You know what I heard the other day, and I know you love the song, Filter. Oh, my gosh. Like, Hey Man, I Shot yes. and uh, Picture. Picture. Do you want to take my picture? <laughs> yeah. He has no idea what I we're talking about. Yeah, so. But that's the beauty of music is, is, yeah, is pick but, what you want to listen to. And and because Jacob's so into hip-hop, because he's oh, a freshman. That's all these kids listen to. I mean, he is really, like, he's deep dive into hip-hop. Um, I've picked up a lot of that stuff too that I really like, and it's it's kind of the new rock, right? Rock was always the edgy, you know. Yep. Your parents don't want you listening to it when you're growing up, and hip hop has replaced that. And but some of it's so good, man. I really enjoy that, and, it, and it's funny because he balances it with country. Like he loves really, really, really loves hip hop, and he really loves country. So that's where and you he is. always were a big fan of of classic country. Yeah, well. I love because lo- your your dad, you, yeah, you grew up, yeah. With your mom and dad in Whitfield County and Dalton, listening to to a lot of classic country, George Strait and George Jones and Merle Haggard and Waylon Jennings and that guy bought me a Waylon T shirt the other day, and yeah, I love that stuff. And and since my dad passed, it'll be a year in April, and he passed actually on Laura and I's anniversary on our eighteenth oh, anniversary. It was tough, yeah. She handled it so well, and and she was like, you know, now we got two things to celebrate: a great marriage and a great life. Oh. So it was oh, just she nice. handled it so well, but um. Now, <clears throat> pardon me, now to this day, I'll be driving down the road and, you know, I'll flip on Apple Music and just, I've got a playlist that just reminds me of dad, you know, and, and sometimes you just get, you know, you get misty eyed. Yeah, that's, he- it can be heavy, but that's the thing, like music, great music is, it's almost like a sound, we always talk, it's like a soundtrack for your life. life. And for it's sure. so true. Like anytime you hear anything, you can almost put yourself to exactly where you were mm-hmm. at that's that right. moment, yeah. you know, or who you were sharing I, it with in the case with your dad. You know, it's so funny you bring that up. I'm no stranger to the rain, Keith Whitley. Mm-hmm. Going to my grandmother's house, I know the intersection where it came on at one point in the million times I've heard it on US 101 in Chattanooga. This is when I was growing up, and and I think it's right after Keith Whitley had died. Maybe that's why it stands out so much to me. But I remember being there at the corner. I want to say, I want to say it's Glenwood, but I could be wrong. Regardless, we're making the left to immediately take another right to go to my grandmother Brown's house, which is my mom's mom. And sitting in that corner for whatever reason, I've always tied that back to that song, that one location. Yeah. So weird the way it happens, but you, you painted such a good illustration. It makes so much sense because I, I'm that way. What was your core 57 hype song? I'm still trying to decide what I think about it, but my hype song on the way here today, and I've been listening to it quite a bit since Keith Urban dropped the new song, and it's called God Whispered Your Name. Mm-hmm. And it's been a while since Keith Urban had new music, and uh, he promised a new album. Now, this all coincided, of course, the new single with uh, them announcing that he will host the Academy of Country Music Awards mm-hmm. and the ACM nominations came out mm-hmm. recently. And um, Keith is a host. What do we think? I think it'll be good. Reba did it for, for years and years and years and up to last year. Reba even hosted, but Keith Urban's going to take over now quickly because it's easy to get even for me to get my award shows mixed up uh, in country. You have the CMAs country mm-hmm. music association. They're in Nashville in the fall. Uh, the ACMs are West Coast based, the Academy of Country Music Awards, and they are in the spring and they are held in Vegas. Every and year. those awards have always been a little like funkier, a little, I don't know, West, not as out on the West Coast or yeah, yeah not kind of not as, as serious fun. as the CMAs. I yeah. what I do hope with Keith is I hope he 
I don't mean plays it straight, but I don't want him. I don't see Keith as like a gimmicky guy, like a Brad Paisley. You know, he's so cool, you know, and yeah, I just I don't know. I wouldn't want to see him up there like doing some sort of parody stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Well, but, uh, but you know, they'll, they'll write some of that. They'll make him do yeah, something. They'll make him do something goofy, but uh, they've had a hard time right. finding like a, a consistent host for that because, you know, for a while it wasn't it Luke and, um, Oh yeah. Luke Bryan and, uh, uh, Blake Shelton. Blake Shelton. Remember, so we had yeah. the little paddles that had their, their pictures yes. on it. Like and then the fat heads yeah. Dirks, the did, Dirks did it for a while. He did it once or twice. I don't know. They haven't had like a consistent host and then they brought Reba back. So it'd be great if he could, um, I mean, he did great on American Idol, and he's very funny. I yeah. think people don't know that about him, you know? I just hope he's, like, authentically funny and not kind of that cheesy stuff. I texted you an interview that you did with Keith Urban uh, last night, and it was at uh, the Arena Gwinnett Center when he bought a car here in town. That's I right. was moderating a Q&A with his fan club, and he had it was a Fiat. Mm-hmm, that's right. And they did not, at the time, they may now, I don't know, but at the time, they didn't have a Fiat dealership in Nashville, and he wanted something really small just so he could pull behind the bus. Yeah. And then so that he and Nicole like a road car exactly. And so when he was in town, he 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 bought. Uh, we'll, we'll have a clip for you from that uh, Q and A session with Keith Urban here in uh, just a little bit. ACM nominations. Um, I think it's going to be a Marin Morris, Luke Combs kind of year. Yeah, it seems so obvious that that's the case. There's been the argument about the the female representation in in country music and it being all you know just all whack when it comes to male female artist representation Marin Morris with the bones you can't get away from that multi week number one mm-hmm. so I think that she has certainly put the stamp on the female um category coming back and it's a, you know come on Marin Morris is strong and she has a I handful love her of nominations I love her but do you, five is, is there any of you that when you when you hear that argument that you know, not enough women representation. Do you hear the the big grand statement by CMT that we're going to go fifty fifty? We're playing fifty fifty, and I was like, "Well, okay, well that's great, but you play f- four minutes of music an hour. Everything's a rerun, so it's, exactly. it seems like more of a of a, a nice. I'm going to play into this whole this whole belief that that that's happening. Whether it is or not, that's up to you to decide, but. I was like, well, you guys don't play music, so how are you going to play 50-50? It's almost like a PR statement. You that's know, exactly what I was going and with. And my yeah. thing, too, with CMT, I thought the exact same thing. Took. My thing was when they came out with that, it, it's a grand and noble statement. And I can say this as a female, great. Play more female artists if the music's there, as you and I have talked about before. There has to be yeah, it's gotta be, it's music gotta be to play. Good. But the, the bigger issue, I think, with CMT is play music. Yeah, you know, which before, they don't do. You know, The argument can be made by the labels and by artists that – here we have this channel that's supposedly dedicated to country music, and they run, you know, an air fryer Yeah, I mean, right. and repeats of uh, uh, Real Housewives of, or what's the redneck version of that? There was the, like, yeah, the, whatever that was, the the country the version of one. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I think it's almost like that's great, but yeah, you could almost look back at them and say, how about just playing some music? Yeah, because they don't. Well, and when CMT came out and said that they were to do that, it was going to be balanced fifty fifty male female when it came to the videos. My thinking was this. So wait a minute. You're going to air spiffs, songs that didn't do well, just to live up to this mantra Yeah, that you're going to do 50-50 when it comes to male females. And if it were reversed, I would say the exact same thing. My argument about this has always been country music is a is a song-driven format. Right. Correct. It's not as much an artist-driven format. and And so it's all about the song. I don't care who puts it out. Male, female, and, and there's so many good song, female songwriters in Nashville, right? And they're and they're writing songs that for males. that male artists record. 
So yeah, no, I think you're you're spot on with that. Hype songs with uh, Core Fifty Seven. We appreciate Colleen and uh, two locations of Core Fifty Seven. You have uh, Alfreda City Center and also in Milton. Yeah, great community. They support each other. Go in and talk to Colleen and get started on your health. Hi, Colleen. Colleen sent us this from one of her trainers, and I wanted to share it with you. Core 57 is a community that supports one another and fosters physical, emotional, and relational growth. They coach you up. They don't tear you down. We know our members by name, plan their workouts around their individual needs and goals. Core 57, Milton, and Alfred. Jeez, I need to go there. Exactly. Because we have a gym membership that I never use because I'm always so intimidated to go into the gym. Well, and you're their favorite customer. The yeah, one where they no, just the debit one, your card absolutely. every month. And, and, you don't yeah. take up any space. And absolutely. You don't, you don't ruin it. You don't use or overuse you the equipment. You don't put any wear and tear and on the That's exactly equipment. what I was going for. Wear and tear, yes. <laughs> when was the last time you went? Because you, you and Laura did this because we talked about this. Yeah. We had lunch yeah. not too long ago. And, and you said that y'all went twice. Yeah, right at the beginning of the year, right, right at the turn of the new year. We went, Have you been since we had lunch? Uh, probably four times. Okay. And that's and we're, almost, we're, we're at leap, almost at leap day. Well, call, call Colleen up. at Core 57. Yeah, she'll get you going. And you and Laura, you can do it as a team. Oh, that'd be great. I was riding home with Charlotte after carpool. Charlotte's our 13-year-old who's soon to be 14, and her birthday's coming up. Just doesn't seem possible. She was she's so excited. What what Don has done, you know, dad, mom's playing the birthday parties. Come on, sure. And this will be really our last hoorah. Yeah. I think when it comes to birthdays, yeah. you know, Will that twenty doesn't have birthday parties. Olivia at sixteen really doesn't either. They do things more with like one or two friends. Yeah. So there's yeah. a group at uh, at her school, you, right? But you call we're having it at Kona Grill. Yes, out on the patio. On the patio, I yeah, love that place. And so she's so excited, and she was running through the RSVP list with me. Those that are RSVP, you two. <laughs> well, it, I, I will tell you, for, you know, for birthday car- parties and kids, this can become, as you know, it gets tricky because you can't sometimes from a financial standpoint, because they do want to do more adult things. So you can't afford to invite everybody. everybody. But then I'm always the mom who I don't want kids just to feel like they were left out, you sure. know. So I'm trying to kind of coach her on, you know, when you're. You know, because I said I'm going to do an evite. No, mom, we don't do that anymore. We just text people or we invite them. And I'm just like, okay, but you have to be careful how you go about this. And for Charlotte, it's not because she doesn't like anyone. She would invite everyone. I just can't afford to have a hundred kids on the patio at Kona Grill. <laughs> you know, dabs ten thousand dollars exactly. So um, <laughs> sushi. I don't know, but she, yes, she keeps going down this RCP list, and it, it's made up more of boys than girls. Have you noticed? And she points that out. Yes, or she did with me, and we're riding home from carpool. And she's going through the list. And what came next sounded to me like it was a very nervous question. And she says, now, would you and mom be sitting outside with us? And to Almost comfort, like she didn't want you to. Well, but I didn't hear it that way, Tug. But yes. Yeah, so to comfort her immediately as her father, my reply was, of course, sweetie pie. We're going to be right there with y'all. And she looks at me, doesn't miss a beat, and says, Dad, that's going to be awkward. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, can you and mommy just go inside and just sit at the bar? Just leave our credit card. Sit yeah. at the bar. What you say? And have, Daddy, you can have a crown of cola. <laughs> what she called it. Cola. Daddy can have a crown of cola. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever heard anyone say cola in my whole life. That may be the first one. For, oh, but boy. Jacob did that to us recently too. He, he did the whole, you know, we kind because we're going to, for to thirty eight for spring break, and a bunch of just a bunch of families are all staying in the oh, same boy. same area, and we didn't go the last couple years. Laura and I didn't. He went with other families, and so this year it works out, and we're all going to go. And he was like you guys realize that we don't really hang out with you and there's not really a, um, 
curfew. Like it's time or? to be home, a curfew. <laughs> and I was like, okay, all right, fine with me. And Laura's like, well, well, wait a minute. Yeah, Laura's got to go yeah. back behind and yeah, clean this absolutely. up. Yeah, absolutely. She was like, mm, I don't know that this is, um, I don't know this is good. This is, is Jacob pushing for y'all to stay back now? Stay no, home? No, 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 because we've already, I mean, we're already booked and paid he for it. He just doesn't so want him on the just, beach. He just, yeah, around. he doesn't want, yeah, he just doesn't want us in his way, right? We, we don't want to be, uh, we don't, he didn't want to be the uncool kid that is, Parents, parents are in are tow. Okay, should we give um, Tug a few pointers for going on spring break with this group of kids? Because let me tell you what's going to happen. Do not, anybody who's listening who's ever been on spring break with like taken a group of kids as a mm-hmm. chaperone, mm-hmm. do not put your credit card down Mm-mm. for the bike rental. Mm-mm. Because within 10 minutes of renting those bikes, someone's going to get their bike stolen at Pickles. And, and then and then you're responsible yeah. for saying and they start just charging your Amex and we went through that with Will I'm like find these bikes like it became almost like a CSI expedition <laughs> CSI 30A find these bikes <laughs> and the other thing is the kids who you're um, chaperoning who don't come with their parents they also don't come with what HUD money money yeah yeah, no I money. See that. Or they come with twenty dollars for like yeah, seven for, days for a seven day trip. And meanwhile, these kids will sit down at dinner and they're like, "I'll have the lobster." And you're like, <laughs> yeah, "No, right. no, you won't." Just going back to the birthday party, like kids ordering sushi. Yeah, gonna oh, set the menu. Yeah, no, we're yeah, not doing smart that. For that yeah. Goodness gracious! Yeah. But so I can relate to not wanting parents around anymore. All of a sudden, you know, it's always been like, "Yeah, my dad's the coolest guy ever." He he says funny things. I can't wait to have him <laughs> around and make all my friends laugh. And now it's like, that. don't say anything. Yeah. Well, <laughs> in elementary school, when you go see your child and you have yeah. lunch, they light up. Oh they my are gosh, so, yeah. excited so excited that you're there and that you, they can show you Mystery off. Like you said, yes, all oh, that stuff. Yes. Middle school. No. Well, it's still there. A little it's, bit. It's still there. A little bit. Now, high school, it's they gone. will turn, they will see, they'll look at you mm-hmm. and turn around and walk the other way and not say a word. Yeah. And act like they didn't see you. One of my friends like on told me that her daughter pretended that she wasn't her mother. <laughs> like at a band, I don't know who this person is. At a band concert, like she came up and was kind of trying to talk to some of the girls' friends. And when she walked off, her friends were like, "Well, that was awkward. Is that your mom?" And she's like, "No, I don't know who she is." I'm calling security right now. Seriously, hand over your tuba that that's I'm renting. Right, that's right. So we decided that we were just going to share some stories, some behind the scenes stories about bits <laughs> and and things that happened during the morning show that you probably remember. Um, and if not, you're not lost because we're going to Explain share the them. story. But it's kind of like, as I always said, giving a peek behind the kimono. Yeah. <laughs> Look quick. Um, and, and so where do you want to start? What One story tug. Do you, and we spoke on the phone yesterday. Yeah. And only after you sent me a text that said, I'm walking into Costco, I'll call you afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Again, tug is the perfect, the epitome of a husband. No, I'm not. But you are. And I get reminded of that by my wife all the time. <laughs> um. So we we spoke about potential subjects and stories. The the one that you want to start with, what would it be? Uh, probably, probably banana boat rat. That's the one that because it was so big at the time. We were doing a, a new segment um, called Make Us Say Wow Wednesday, and the banana boat rat story made us all laugh to the point where you know we're in tears and hurting, and you know because you record the the call ahead of time, and then and you're and you're playing it back. And I just remember laughing so hard, and and then that story started trending, you know, and in the early days of trending, whether it was Google or or Twitter now, social, but, social media around then. I don't even know that it was. Yeah, it was. Well, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, definitely. But the, but it was in, early in the early stages, just yeah. on Google searches. So the bit, the Wow Wednesday thing was, you could call and tell us a story, and did it have to be unanimous? Yes. Okay. So if or if, anonymous, as you always called it, yes. 
So if I was wowed by your story and Dallas was wowed by your story and Tug was wowed by your story, then you got three wows, which means you won on Make Us Say Wow Wednesday. Wednesday. So the banana boat rat story, someone had been to Florida on vacation. Yeah, I want to say it was maybe to the uh, to to the islands or Key West or somewhere. It was way it was way down. It was really far away. Um, yeah, they had been on vacation and they'd found a dog. What they thought was a dog. Yeah, and and turns out it's like this banana boat rat, and we'd never heard of it. And we went and looked it up, and and it was a real thing. And they were they're prevalent in Cuba. So, so didn't she bring this? Banana boat rat thinking, thinking that they dog. were adopting a dog. Right. And didn't it like tear up right. her house? And yes. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. It wrecked her house. She was like this sweet little dog we brought back and it was sitting in my lap the whole way home from, <laughs> from Key West. Where Meanwhile, we were. she's holding a rat. Yeah. She's holding this whatever it is. You can still look it up to this day. You'll well, find that's it. That's why it started to trend on Google because so many people in Atlanta started looking at I mean, we're in the studio Googling. Yeah. What is a banana boat rat? Yeah. And it did kind of look like a cute little dog. It did. Yeah. It was a little wiry. Yeah, it was or very more coyote. Wiry. Yeah, or, I think or, I would pick up a coyote. I've t- we talked about that. I, <laughs> well, I mean, no, like because they I, have rabies. I, I know, but if you just saw it, there's one limping around here right now. And I'd I try would to pro- hit it with my car, but I would probably pick it up Put and it be like, "This poor little dog," and yeah. then it would attack me in the back seat. Yeah, the banana boat rat. I could see that happening. The they're huge. Boat rat. It's like the size of a big cat, like Garfield. <sighs> How did the woman find out? Find uh, out well, was, when she got when she got home, it tore her house she up. tore the it tore the house when she went to work. Uh, that's exactly right. Yeah. Okay. So then she took it in. I think she took it in to like a vet or somewhere. And, and they're the, like, "This isn't a dog. This isn't a dog." Yeah. And yeah, that's how and that's how the story ended. And and we're not doing it any justice because when <laughs> she was telling the story, she had so much emotion behind it. Like she was in, well, she so loved emphatic. This dog yeah, she was so emphatic about. Th- picking this this poor animal up and bringing it home and nursing it to health and then it tore her house all to hell you know <laughs> and, and then she was upset about it and this story was early into the make us say wow sure wednesday was. run and and people all continue i get asked every now and then now even were all the stories true and it got to the point we didn't care yeah, and we were very clear about that matter. on the radio we don't you if you want to make up a great story that's entertaining for make us say why wednesday and call with it go shoot your shot we're all about it you know yeah and there were snoops uh snopes, snopes. yeah the website so snopes occasionally we could we would go to snopes and and we could tell that someone had had taken a story from there and kind of mixed it up a little bit and and created their own story out of it but we again we didn't care so yeah, do you think that do you think this story was real? I do because it was I early. Too, yeah. I think that this one was real. Yeah, it was okay, kind of was before everybody got into what you were stories. doing. Make us say well when make us say well Wednesday if you recall Tug was launched by Zach Brown Band. Yes, it was. That's right. Zach Brown Band had not even. Uh, I think Chicken Fried maybe had just come out. Yeah, we, we had just started playing it. We were the kicks. first people, yeah. uh, the first morning show personalities in America to play that song. And Zach and the entire band came in, and we had been wanting to launch this segment. Make us say well Wednesday and. And we'll talk about this too, Tug, the fact, you know, about how we always tried to work in listeners into the show because it wasn't about us. It was about the listeners, but also about the artists. And we were like, we wanted to make it say, well, Wednesday, hey, could we do it with Zach Brown Band? And I don't even remember the story that they told, but we were always working backwards, which means we would look at a schedule and we would know Zach Brown Band's coming in. It'd be easy and, and, and low-hanging fruit to sit there and tell us about Chicken Fried. Tell us about the new song. We're so excited. And you would get all that to a certain degree. But we wanted to have fun. We wanted artists to come and play. And, and it got out that, listen, if you if you come to play when you do Cadillac Dallas and Tug in Atlanta, you're going to have a great time. But don't expect just questions 
you know, uh, how, what do you, what are your plans for Easter? How did yeah. you name it? Yeah. How'd you name the album? Right. Yeah. How's your mom and them? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we weren't going to do that kind of stuff. And so Zach Brown and the band, they came to play. I, again, I don't recall the story. I think it was one of those where they just kept, like there was a kernel of truth and then everybody from the band just kind of added on. a layer. Yeah. Yeah. Five, 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 50, 11 came out. That was uh, Zach. Anytime you ask him what his phone number was, it was five 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 fifty eleven. I don't know why I remember that. Have you heard their new song? Uh, e- no, I don't believe. What I is have. the name of it? Don? I heard it the other day. I, on the I don't know, but I do like it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I've heard it. Yeah, I like it. But he took a leave of absence for a while. I don't know what's been going on, but waiting for. I'm not alluding. There's some bad going yeah. on at all. No, yeah, but yeah. I, yeah. I'm sure he's been working on new music with the band, and I look forward to it because. I met the uh, a guy. He lives uh, right on the out- edge of Alfreda and Roswell. And uh, super dude, and he's he's produced like the last three or four records. Uh, former Army Ranger. I mean, he's interesting guy. Self taught engineering and producing. Wow. Incredible guy. He just now that recently, makes me say wow. Yeah, he just recently wrapped up the new Fish album. He uh, put the finishing touches on that. That angry producer. loud music. No, no fish, fish is, is not. Fish it's is like, like Grateful hippie rock. Dead. Yeah, hippie yes. rock. <sighs> so the podcast rock. is all about your second act and. If your living room needs a second act, we're going to take care of that too with the friends at Gallery Furniture in Gainesville. Why you laugh? I just love it. Was the, just that, love that yeah. segue. That was yeah. That was, was that was like the thunder rolls and yeah. the thunder's no, going to no, roll like this evening. No, that because was it's rain is back in the forecast. No, I hate I hate jocks. No, it was good. But it that's was what smooth. it sounded like. That was not that at all, Tug. All I don't right, know well, what you're talking about. Get back into it. All right, restart then. What's Go another ahead. example though? If, if, um, can I call them out? Tug. Well. There was one particular jock personality at Kicks. No, oh boy, it was before my time there. All right, then I'm not going to do it. But right. he was he he would always do that stuff. Yeah. like coming out of Garth Brooks to Thunder Rolls. Yeah, the Thunder's going to roll this afternoon when you ride home. You know, there's always After make you sure you flip on your head, uh, headlights because it's going to be pouring down rain. Yeah, eighty percent chance of showers. You know how traffic around here is. So I didn't think that that seg was like well, that. At I thought all. It, we actually thought it was brilliant. So let's get back into yes, it. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead well, but look around your living room, and if you need a second act for your living room, uh, Donna, you came up with this idea. To do this with uh with uh with Donna at Gallery Furniture in Gainesville. Do you remember well, you, the Wolfman? You, thank you. Thank you, Tug. Yes, yes, I totally do. You can go back and remember Ask for the Wolfman. Yeah, and this is not rehearsed, man. This is the first time I've heard this whatsoever. They're a new sponsor of the podcast. Well, Tug, see, so welcome that's awesome. aboard. I love that. Yeah, and they they had a I mean, they anyone who's lived in Atlanta, even if you didn't live in Atlanta, but definitely if you grew up in Atlanta, you know Donna and the Wolfman. And they would do the funniest stuff. They would dress up for Halloween. They would dress up in costumes. And um, Donna and I actually went to high school together, elementary school together. We lived 10 minutes apart from each other growing up. Um, such a great family. And her daughter, Marilyn, is now working with her. So you asked for Marilyn. So you asked for Marilyn. There you okay. go. Huh. But you could not watch a Braves game back in the yeah. day. No. That's how I knew them. A furniture, a gallery furniture commercial with the Wolfman and Donna. I think they did like over 500 of them. Well, and she was telling both of us the other day that people still come in and ask for the Wolfman. Yeah. So, so good. Um, I love that. Great branding. Great, you know, but I mean, just such a great family owned company. And that's the thing too, with every single one of our sponsors on this podcast, they are locally owned businesses. And um, we vetted them all out. They're great people to work with. And Donna's going to do some really fun stuff with us. We're going to definitely give your your living room a second act, but we've got a lot of fun giveaways coming up with her and you'll be hearing more about that. So go to your socials, any of them, Facebook, right? Cadillac Jack Facebook page and tell us. Why? Why does your uh, maybe you, maybe you brought home a banana boat wrap and it tore up it your tore living room? It tore the house on the hill. <laughs> or if you've ever run a blue light like a CSI oh, light gosh. through your living room mm. and you have seen things that 
You should see. You should not see. Then and it's you don't time. want to see anymore. It's time for your living room to get a second act. Or if you have dogs like ours, I, I know Ernie probably used to do this when you had your dog, where they rub oh, up Ernie, against the couch. Ernie oh, in so long the time. Ernie was your, killed Ernie, Bernie. Was uh, your bulldog that y'all had for uh, forever. But they, you know how they rub up against your couch and fur yeah. goes everywhere? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was, yeah. yeah, he had, yeah. The Falcons killed him, but we sure loved him when Why he was Why do you around. say that? Because he died the night the Falcons um, <laughs> lost the Super Bowl. Well, that's not good. Yeah, no, it's not. It wasn't. That's why I always say. Actually, he just went. He had a seizure, and convulsed, and he he went wild hose and peed everywhere on his back, and was he went wild hose and peed everywhere on this his back. This is Ernie, the beloved Write family that down, pet. Huh? That's a that's a that's a potential title. <laughs> Absolutely, right there for, uh, <laughs> it's a beloved family pet. Uh, right, and and we miss him every day. But um, yeah, the very next day we had to go and we took him to the vet to to hopefully, you know, take care of his. Problems in the vet was like, you know what? It's it's too far gone. It's he's just old, and it's time to send him over the rainbow bridge. But mm. all happened in the last three minutes of the Falcons Super Bowl game that they lost. Those damn Falcons! I'm telling, they killed my dog. He was so upset. <laughs> Ernie was a good guy. He was good dog. Absolutely. We laugh about TikTok during the podcast because I'm addicted to it, Tug. But you are familiar with a uh, with TikTok, the platform. Yes, because yes. your son Jacob, who yeah. is a freshman at Alfred High School. Mm-hmm. His girlfriend, how long have they been dating? Uh, almost a year. Okay. It'll be a year in uh, in May. She's one of the most influential and, and is it follow TikTok? She's, TikTok. A, she's, she's a famous TikToker. She's down in Orlando now at a big TikTok event. A convention. TikTok a convention. convention. Yeah, absolutely. And she's been to several of them. But yeah, she's got um, a, a just under a million followers on TikTok. And so how did that start? Just like with one video and it just grew from there? Yeah. Yeah, she just liked the platform and and fooled around on there and and, and it she's has become, beautiful. I she's mean, a like, beautiful girl, she's absolutely. and such a sweet girl. Yeah, she's you know? a doll, absolute doll. So I could, I mean, I see what, but it's amazing to me. Yeah, that, it's unbelievable that this could actually. We've talked about this before that being, I hate the word influencer, but being well, that's what it is. But being one of those people is actually for our kids' generation a lucrative. Absolutely. Job. Now, Absolutely. I don't know how long it's going to last. You better put your money in the bank and save it. Absolutely. Yeah, you're right about that for sure. But I mean, but her, her following across all the social media platforms are growing. And now she's been encouraged to start a YouTube channel. And uh, she gets boxes in the mail from companies every day just saying, hey, will you wear this necklace in your video or wear this bracelet or wear this shirt? She's always got something. That, that so does she somebody, get paid to do some of these things? Some of, some of the stuff, yes. And, and part of the trip that she's taken down there is about monetizing. Is, and how to do it? Yeah. So it's, and and it's, she's got it's great incredible. parents. You almost for some for a child who's involved in that, you have to have someone who watches over your yeah. business. You know, because yeah. I think that's the if you talk to like a group of influencers, that's where it gets tricky. Is when you're just getting sent things, yeah, but you're not really monetizing it. So yeah. if you really want to do it and monetize it, like how do you do that? It's very tricky. Yeah, it is. And and yeah, her parents are terrific, and uh, her dad's a lawyer, and you know, and and really is smart about. Most everything. And uh, mom is really uh, involved. So there's never that moment where you're like off off the rails on the crazy train because there's such a great, you know, parental guidance. I wonder, does Jake ever get jealous? Like, do boys kind of like think slide so. into her TikToks? Oh, yeah, and definitely. Like, definitely, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because they do TikToks together a lot. And yeah. I know we went to a Braves game last season and Jake and Caroline went. And yeah. it was, uh, I, I forgot who all was there, but we were all there. And there were people at... SunTrust Park that would come up to her little girls I'm sure yeah all, it happened yeah. during the entire game it it happened we went out for Jacob's birthday over at Avalon to, Mar- to Marlowe's and I mean there was like a trail of people that would just walk by our table and you could hear the that's Caroline 
You know, I mean, it was that just is it was fascinating. fascinating. They got stopped for pictures, and it happened again um, after we went and saw her cheerlead at her high school, and stopped at a restaurant out, and there were kids there that recognized her and came over and asked for pictures. It was nuts. I'd never seen anything like it. Does she? But she knows how to. It still weirds her out a little bit. Does it? Okay. Yeah, just a little bit. I mean, she she's so well, she's, she's a such girl. a sweet girl. Well, she's yeah, a girl. Right. You she, know, like how do you all of a sudden? you know, handle all of that. Yeah. I it's mean, just, yeah, it's a lot. It's a for weird sure. situation. So what is her TikTok handle is Caroline Gregory. Uh, th- Caroline E. Gregory. Maybe Caroline I don't, e. Gregory. I don't even know. Uh, it's terrible, yeah. but I don't, I don't have it. She's verified. She has a check, right? Oh uh, yeah. I don't, I don't even know. I, I no, don't you're know. on TikTok. I'm not time. on TikTok. So I don't know. I, I don't know. Jacob is for sure. But, uh, but you know, because all the kids, my favorite trend, Don and I will screenshot things and send them to one another through the day. And, and my, my favorite trend right now is the FaceTime one, the hamster, the hamster, um, Gosh, I gotta find my phone for this. But um, he FaceTimes his mom, and he's—it's all these different quotes that he's telling her. Like, I um, but I found it. I found it. Yeah. Um. So it, it's like the point of view of an animal. A oh pet, yeah, okay? right. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like a hamster snout, or it's a you know your dog or whatever. Right. And you right. hear the FaceTime. Yeah. Ring do, 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 do. in the background, yeah. and so this one I sent Donna yesterday. It's a cat, and so all you see are the cat's big eyes, mm-hmm. and it's just a little bit of his nose, and it says, "Be FaceTiming." Okay. Yeah, no. Well, well be like me FaceTiming. Be FaceTiming my mom to pick me up after the school shooter kid starts reaching into his bag after he sneezed and no one said bless you. <laughs> just just absolutely horrified because his eyes are so big. Well, one of the funniest ones is the hamster who's like, he put the Chick-fil-A wrapper in the microwave because you know how it's oh, like yeah, yeah, foil because on it. Mom, it calling it. mom to tell her the house is on fire after <laughs> right, I put the Chick-fil-A right. bag in the microwave. <laughs> right, 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 right. Silly stuff. I love it. I I, yeah, all that stuff makes me laugh. I think, you know, even trolling. Some of that, some trolling is really funny. And like, I don't want to laugh at it because sometimes I know it can get brutal and awful. But when it's lighthearted and done correctly, trolling is really funny. Yeah, it's kind of funny. It's kind of like that that you're bringing up. But um, yeah, it, it's it, social media is a whole different world. It's a whole different animal that our kids are growing up with. We have to pause, Tug, for another sponsor. Yes, hold, please. If you will. Yeah. Just uh, do you have hold music or anything that I can listen to? No. Okay. No. Just uh, stand by. We're going to tell you about a. Uh, Dr. Brian Veal and our friends at 1-800-HURT-911. Um, if, if, we talk about this, Don. This lane is with, with, with personal injury representation. It's so heavy. It's so crowded. It's so busy. There are names that you see pop up on the television every day. And, and, and you, during your commute, you see names that you've never heard of or seen before on billboards and such. When you reach out to 1-800-HURT-911 after a car accident, first of all, it's a 911 call, obviously. Call 911 first, then 1-800-HURT-911. Because these attorneys that will represent you and get you everything that you deserve, these doctors that they will uh, set you up with as well, are all Atlanta-based. They're right here in town. So they know the courts. They understand the courts. They're not doing last will and testaments. They're not doing bankruptcies. They specialize in personal injury law. Well, and it's a network. That's the difference, too. You're not just relying on you know one attorney that maybe you've seen on a billboard. What Dr. Veal and um, 1-800-HURT-911 do is they put you in touch with an entire network, doctors, attorneys chiropractors that can help you. So again, it you don't have to worry about a thing. You just make the call and they set everything up for you. And why wouldn't you? Just at least check it out. You know, again, we keep saying there's things you're not expert on. You you do not know if um, everything's okay after a car accident. So call 1-800-HURT-911 and they will help you out. And you may have already reached out to another personal injury attorney. And it's, listen, it's not too late. You can call and just it doesn't cost you a thing to get a second opinion. Especially when you get first rate compensation, 800-HURT-911, 1-800-HURT-911. I know you got to get to work, Tug. I do. Um, can we quickly tell two stories? Yes. Let's talk about Carrie Underwood 
Yeah. Um, Tug and I are in Carrie Underwood and Mike Fisher's wedding photo album. She told us that. Yes. And she also told us that if her father had a shotgun, <laughs> that he would take in, would have taken us out of the sky. We knew Carrie Underwood was getting married at Reynolds Plantation. Yeah. Like a honey. Because the date had, we, we looked at her schedule, if I recall, and we knew that there was a month that she had absolutely nothing booked. That, and we had gotten a call, a tipster that was working and making sure there was no power failures from Georgia Power called us at the station and told us about it. He was a lineman that Carrie Underwood had had retained. She had, I think, a handful of them out there in case something happened. The power went out or... Just on call. Right. They were just sitting around there. But I remember prior to that, to absolutely get the affirmative that she was getting married at Reynolds Plantation, I remember calling oh, yeah, out yeah, that's right. To see remember, if we could get a reservation. Yes, the weekend yep. that we just felt that it was going to be the weekend she was going to get married, I called out. I think it was even on the air. I called Reynolds Plantation, and I was like, just pretended like I needed to book a room. And there were no rooms available. That's right. And I think I pushed them, and they were just... Yep, sorry, we're booked. Yep, sorry, no rooms available. Private event. We don't so want we kind of knew then. So Tug and I decided to lease a helicopter and to fly from Briscoe mm-hmm. in Gwinnett County. That's right. To Reynolds Plantation, which the helicopter ride, and then Tug found some pictures of our ride in the yeah. helicopter to Carrie Underwood's wedding, and they're up on the Cadillac Jack page on Facebook if you want to check those out. But we, how long was the helicopter flight? Uh, 40 minutes, maybe. Was it that long? Okay. Uh, seemingly, something like that. So we get out to Reynolds Plantation, and we start flying around, and we see from, from the chopper, from the chopper, we see all sorts of, the, the entire area had been tented yeah. with white tents, so That's that right. no one, fools that should lease a helicopter and that are in the media, or on a silly country music radio morning show couldn't fly out and, and get mm-hmm. pictures from the sky. That's which, right. Which we did of, of tents, nothing more. Yeah. No, but we caught some always, flack about it. Yeah, we did. Yeah. People were like, I can't believe you'd do that. And, we're like, and we left prior. We we were out there probably at least 45 minutes to an hour before the actual wedding started. So we, we weren't trying to be anything but funny. And, and, and then ultimately that's what it turned out to be right. because we, we were able to tell her. We didn't want, we weren't, the intent, Don, was not to be disruptive. We right, didn't to interrupt her ceremony. No, we knew we were going to be back at the airport. Right. Well before By the, the time started. That, yeah, exactly. But what happened is they started taking pictures, they being her family, yeah. of us in the helicopter. Mm-hmm. And so there's a photograph of me and Tug and the chopper flying above Reynolds Plantation and she and Mike Fisher's wedding photo yeah. album. That's right. And we were outed by Dallas about, the, the secret was kept for about three years. Yeah. And then Carrie Underwood came in to do the show. That's right. And Dallas, out of nowhere. She out just of the squealed blue, on you. Oh, my gosh. We had no idea. It yeah. wasn't discussed. Uh-uh. Like we, uh-uh. we, just, we didn't know that was going to happen. And that Dallas was just, you? Da- yes. That was Carrie's response. Dallas just drops it, and that's Carrie's response. And she says, without missing a beat, uh, if my daddy had a shotgun, he would have shot y'all side. wouldn't be here right oh now. Oh, my yeah. gosh. So funny. So good. And, and But you know what? After that, because she was always very reserved and, you know, um, she, she she's just a tough interview. She sometimes. was. She she was uh, several times. But after that, she really loosened up in the in the in the handful of times we had her after that. I don't know, it was back to that being playful a little bit, I think. And she was like, man, these guys are, you know, kind of funny. You Crazy. Know? And yeah. Funny. yeah. I've always been fascinated by her on stage because she is so she gets into her performances so mm-hmm. much, especially like when she's doing rock songs. Like yeah. you've ever seen her do a rock yeah. song. But then when you interview her, she can be so kind Meek. of wooden. Yeah. almost. Like, you yeah. know, she doesn't want to let you get to know her. It's almost like two sides of the personality. So that's interesting if she kind of came out of her show. Yeah, she did just a little bit. We're going to have to have you back. Seriously. Yeah, no, this, we haven't this, even halfway this, gotten this, through. This podcast flew by. John's Creek Couple Course. Oh, my god. And gosh. I'll call David Dickey and tell yeah. him you're going to be late okay. for your own yeah. talk show on yeah. Atlanta Sports X. John's Creek Couple Course. You know, again, Tug and I would get an idea 
and we'd work backwards. We'd <laughs> say, okay, this is coming up. We got this. We can involve this person. Da 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 da. da. How are we going to get there? How are we going to build it to the payoff? And so it was fall. Christmas is coming up. Mm-hmm. Tug, as I said, and I, dude, I respect you so much as a father oh, and as a gosh, husband because kind. you are. You're you're you're, 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 you're in a level, level most are not. He's and extra. I know no, I'll never be at that level. No, I, no we talked about this. You're not, I, I you're admire you as a dad and a husband. You're too kind. And you do anything for your wife, Laura, including iron her clothes, and you yes. take her car on Sundays to go get gas. Gets, that's her, right. gets her oil changed. That's all that. Yeah, all that's true. And I always said to you about that. Yeah, he would always because I don't do that kind of stuff. Yeah. So you and Laura had decided, Laura loves Christmas music. She is a Christmas fanatic. She'll start listening to it, and she'll say it's not after Halloween, but it is. She says, oh, I always wait till after uh, after Thanksgiving. And I'm like, no, you don't. No, you don't. And and she, yeah, she loves it that much. So we built this bit that we, we formed the Johns Creek Couples Chorus, and the idea was that Tug and his wife, Laura, were one of a half dozen couples that right. just love Christmas music, and they they rehearsed and they would go and, and i did caroling and i didn't and right, don't but you did but, it because, but, because your wife of my wife exactly again. right what well that was the but that was the premise right and it it's, worked on the air oh but, my but, gosh it, it was but, so good that's why this morning show works so well back in the day tug is because we're polar opposites actually for the yeah. most part yeah and i give you hell oh yeah, stuff yeah like that for because sure i don't do it and maybe part of that reason why is because i'm resentful that you do those kinds of things for your <laughs> oh, wife exactly no come exactly. on exactly it was if all you part really of the want gag. to peel back the layers of the onion, now we're getting to the trust tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> right. So we knew we had a friend that that was at the George Ensemble Theater, J. Ryan Richardson, who is a comedic genius and yeah, plays all different sorts of characters on the morning show through the years. And he, we decided we were going to cast him as the director uh, of the Johns Creek Couples Chorus. Now, J. Ryan Richardson was very flamboyant in this character, right? Do you remember his name? The the couple's course. I can't remember it. I don't, but it was something he created. It. Yeah, it was something, something whatever. Crazy. It was the it, Christopher David Hayes. Yes, <laughs> that's what it was. Christopher David Hayes was the director of the John's Creek Couples Course, yeah. and and Christopher David Hayes liked Tug a lot. He was all always wanting to yes. do uh, extra rehearsals. Yes, that's right. And, and, no kidding. He'd be he like, was. Laura's doing really great this week. Can I have you come over? Yes, because you need some help, and I think yeah. he even offered like to oil your trombone. Yeah, and, and stuff right. like that. Again, he was a comedic genius this is brilliant and so on the air if you got the jokes you got them and that's one thing that we always as, yeah. as fathers of, of young kids we never did it we always gave you as a mom or a dad on the show an exit ramp right so if your your child in the backseat going to school said you know what does that mean mama you 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 could pretty quickly come up with an out yeah uh but you also got the jokes kind of like going to a movie for the kids but they always you know lay in adult jokes yeah exactly it just goes over the kid's head most was of the time. laura in on this didn't at the time laura think she was actually going to have to sing yes and she was like i'm not doing it there's no I chance remember that. Remember, but because before we got to it, I know you get to it. We got Jay Ryan on on eleven alive. Eleven alive. Before that, we were going to potentially. It was pitched already to have us do a couples chorus song or two before the Martina McBride show. That's right. And my wife Laura was like, "Absolutely not. I will not." She's so shy about something. And, and y'all were getting. Everybody was getting their matching Christmas sweaters. Yeah, we're, and, and we're because we're going to have to recruit people to be a part to say that they're a part to to make this bit work. And ultimately, that didn't work out because I'd secured my sister-in-law, Heather, to uh, to play the role of Laura just up on stage because Laura's like, I will not. And I Heather, remember that. And I was like, well, I'm going to have to get Heather because you guys at least look a little alike and maybe if you're not sitting <laughs> front row, you won't know. Poor Laura. We created a Facebook. Facebook social media page, was, yeah. this was back when you know, Facebook was around, but social media wasn't. Near what it is now. No, but we created a, a fake Facebook page where people would go. Website. And, uh, we had a website. And we would create these photos with uh, Christopher David Hayes. Yeah. Um, and he would wear just these unbelievably uh, 
Christmas sweaters. Oh, well, and, but I mean, over the top. Yeah. So the payoff is going to be at the Canathon, which kicks in 11 a lot. Channel 11 here in Atlanta did for years and years and years, maybe still does. I hope that they, they do. do. It's a great program for the Salvation Army. And it's where you, you, you swing by one of five locations and pop your trunk and we would grab your cans. Grab your non perishable food bad. items. We would, thank you, yeah. Canned. We would grab your cans <laughs> and you'd be on your way. That's right. Yes. That's right. So we knew the channel <laughs> we knew the channel <laughs> 11, We knew channel eleven was going to be out there live from the new news. And so we had uh we had invited all these people to come out and listeners came. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we uh, had probably twenty or twenty five listeners. They showed up there. for the performance in the John Creek Couples course. I remember Chris Holcomb was there, and I've known Chris Holcomb for years and years, decades, and Chris is the chief meteorologist at Channel Eleven. He was at this particular location, and I remember pulling him aside, and I said, listen, uh, Chris, we, we've been doing this thing with the Johns Creek Couples Chorus, and we would love to have him on the uh, on the new news. and Just to give him a little press, because they've been working so hard, and they do this as a benefit. They go to you know the retirement homes and, and uh, uh, senior living facilities, and then they just go to neighborhoods and sing. And we just want to say thank you and give them that public press. Chris Holcomb's all in. So, you know, we're going to do it like it's bumper music or something, coming in there yeah. the commercials or something. La, and la, la, so la, la. I, I run over to J. Ron Richardson, also known as Christopher David, Hayes. Christopher David Hayes. And I said, dude, you've got to get on with Chris Holcomb on Channel 11. On live. Live. And, and dude, he was like, absolutely. He was so in. Like, he was, he thought it was brilliant. So he went on the new news with Chris Holcomb. And it was, I think we were throwing up. It was so funny. Yeah. Because we were in, we knew what was going on. Right. But Holcomb but we, had no idea. He, he could did. not contain him. Well, about 15 seconds in, I'm watching Chris Holcomb and you can just see. <laughs> the wheels turning. <laughs> like him just, starting to figure mm, it out. This Something's not right. This, this just doesn't play well. This is All fishy. the way. Some, yeah. And, and, but J. Ryan Richardson is on Levin Live. I mean, he is selling it. He um, is playing it. I mean, he is in flamboyant over the top. <laughs> He's got his pitch pipe out. <laughs> that was one of the jokes, I think, too, yeah, during the absolutely. bit of running gag was his pitch yeah. pipe. Yeah, uh, I think was. he wanted you to. Yes, that's right. Yeah. We blow him a pitch pipe or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it was, but something like that. But that's just, we shared maybe four stories. There were hundreds of them. And it was, I'll say this, man, and it was the 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 pinnacle, the most, fascinating and, and fun time and of my entire broadcast career when we were together, the three of us were, yeah. were together because yeah. it, um, when you have three different people that live three different lives and have three different ways of thinking, that's what makes morning shows work. If, if you go on a morning show, did you watch the bachelor last night? I did. What'd you think? I loved it. So did I, there's, yeah. there's nothing less entertaining. Yeah. And I that. always hated the bachelor and you and, and, and Dallas would always watch it. And I would be the, I'd be the guy that didn't like it. And and I was so I would always pick it apart, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, are you serious? Like it's so staged, everything's set up. Why are you guys f- watching? Why are you wasting your time on something that's supposed to be real that's not real at all?" Yeah. And so that would be the conversation, and th- and that's how we would get into it. Well, and people still ask nowadays. They're like, they still talk about the days when you and Tug and Dallas were together. You know, they oh that was the best time, and you know it was the best time at Kicks when you were on the radio together. So guy named Kevin Perry. Alpharetta's uh, remember I told you guys I got drafted into the touchdown club mm-hmm. first thing he asked me last night I is and only the second time I'd ever met him he's like did you work with Cadillac you did right I said yeah he was like where's he what happened and I was like did well you, did you give him a card to download ma- the I podcast? didn't have a card because you just gave me one now but I told him to go find your podcast and well find what's his name his name is Kevin Perry Kevin find him and why did download it? I'll for see him, him Sunday. Yeah, you I'll see him Sunday. You have to personally download. Absolutely, you gotta hit the button. Hit yeah. the button. That's what I do for people. We're gonna have you back, man. Because we, I hope we, so. We had three pages of stuff that we wanted to get to, and we didn't even get to the laughs yet. I mean, we used to. I mean, that, that was just like just a, a taste of how hard we used to laugh. 
Well, we've uh, talked about it before. Our favorite thing about Tug is just he's just you can just get him in trouble so easily. I love getting in trouble. It's my favorite thing in the world. He like lo- I try to avoid it, but and, I, I but mean, I love it. And I think that both Tug and I, for whatever reason, we fashion ourselves as party hosts. Yes. Everywhere we go. <laughs> Including the uh, stagecoach or whatever. Stagecoach. But it started before that. Remember at oh, Opera? Yeah. Oh, yes, absolutely. After the Keith Urban concert? Yes. yes. We we reenacted the Bon Jovi song. Yeah, Living, on, Living a prayer. on a Prayer. The crowd parted. Keith Urban had played Phillips Arena, and we were wanting the, the, the party to continue. And I'd never heard of this club before. And you had to buy like a $700? Of course. <laughs> in perfect caddy fashion. He didn't want to wait in line. The line is wrapped around. The building. The building. Is it, is it Buckhead or is it downtown? It was in Midtown, Midtown. And they saw you coming because you were like, I'm not waiting in this line. They're like, sir, we have a way to get you in the VIP entrance. It'll be $700 in bottle service. Yeah, that's right. Sold. Done. Count me in. I couldn't believe it. I was just like, how much? How many? How many? How much? <laughs> but, you, but we didn't have to wait in line. I how know, much is that vodka? Seriously, that is very good. I bet it better, it better be the best Tastes tasting Tastes like liquid vodka. gold. Yeah, seriously. It probably was awful. Some cheap, cheap some. Real estate expert advisors with Tracy Cousineau are certified home selling and buying advisors. They are certified negotiators and certified luxury marketing experts. Tracy Cousineau's real estate expert advisors. So many things uh, that says Tracy Cousineau apart from other traditional real estate agents. Uh, the biggest, Tracy has a proven repeatable system backed by market research to get you up to 18% more equity than the traditional agent get up to 18 percent more money while selling your home when you partner with tracy cousineau real estate expert advisors experience in marketing your home six figures is the investment that tracy's going to put into your home to make sure that uh, people see your home real estate expert advisors clients you have peace of mind knowing that tracy's going to take care of your best interest and get your home in front of the right eyes Tracy Cousineau, so highly recommended by Shark Tank and Real Estate Mogul Barbara Corcoran, uh, Gary Levox, Rascal Flats, myself, Heights, Cadillac Jack, 855-MY-EXPERT, 855-MY-EXPERT, or you can go to TracyCousineau.com. That's cousin with an E-A-U, because you know she's going to sell your home, TracyCousineau.com. We uh, do have a small ask of you three things. If you don't mind, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything coming up. Rate and leave five-star reviews to the pod and show our sponsors some love. Big thanks to Tracy Cousineau and Real Estate Expert Advisors. Call Tracy today at 855-MY-EXPERT. Uh, Gallery Furniture, Browns Bridge in Gainesville. Ask for Donna or now ask for Marilyn. And 1-800-HURT-911 and Core 57 Milton in Alpharetta City Center. And if you want to try to call Zach Brown, it is 555 Is that it? <laughs> still, he still has that same number after all these years. 555-5011. We'll have you back, brother. It's good to see you. I love you Yeah, thanks for coming in. And yeah. check out Tug uh, and, and Hudson Mason, former George quarterback, noon to three mm-hmm. on Atlanta, Atlanta Sports X. X. Download the app. Best That's way to the best listen. Way, yeah, and Jake absolutely. has a podcast. Yes, he does. He Your does. son Jacob has a He does it with uh, one of his buddies yeah. from high school. Yeah. So, um, yeah, his name is William Reed. His dad is an ESPN guy. He's a sales guy for ESPN, but uh, they they kill it, man. They do a really good job. They sound like professionals. 15 year old kids. You could take that show because I, I listen to the podcast. It's great. And you could take that show right now and put it on any sports talk station in America. Yeah, they, you could. They, That's how good they are together. They're very topical just because they keep up with sports. They love sports. I mean, they both play. Jacob's baseball, football, and William is football wrestling. But they both play sports, and they both love sports, and they've been raised around it. And But they're um, professional. You know, it's not like two kids just sitting around talking about players they like. I mean, they sound like 30-year-old men talking yeah, on a sports a station. They do a great job. New episodes Tuesdays and Thursdays. Cadillac Jack, my second act, a proud part of the Appen Podcast Network.